The Kill Coin Conversation, checking in with one of the real good guys in the history of St. Louis sports. Such an overused phrase. Oh, he's a good guy. Oh, he's a great guy. We even do it with our friends. Oh, what a great guy. A tired phrase. But when it comes to David Eckstein, it doesn't even do it justice. Everything he says is heartfelt, thoughtful. We knew that when he was a player here and still in retirement. Spreading the word about organ donation, transplant. I think it's four out of five family members, four family members who have had kidney transplants. And when he came to St. Louis, his dad was in the need in need of a transplant. So it became a very public story. And throughout the summer, you'd hear commercials on the Cardinals broadcast with David Eckstein. Events held at Springfield, the AA affiliate, also at Bush Stadium. I think it's called Fans for Life. And involved getting more and more people on the organ donor list. So David Eckstein is our guest, and we talk about the organ donor program, but a lot about his career. He was a 19th round pick, and then released by the Red Sox, catches on with the Angels, wins a World Series in California, a seven-game World Series, comes to St. Louis, also wins a World Series, teammates with Wainwright, Molina, Pujols back in the day, and yes, they're still going. But memories of the uh, greatest game that I've ever witnessed in person, the NLCS Game 7 at Shea when the Cardinals beat the Mets in 2006. So a number of different topics, postseason moments, memories. Also in 2011, it was David Eckstein who threw out the first pitch at Game 6, the freeze game. And he has a great story about that game and what it meant to him and the emotions about the game of baseball that it triggered. So I think you'll really enjoy this visit. David Eckstein, two-time World Series champion, two-time All-Star, and we noticed on Wikipedia, voted in high school most helpful. (laughs) And it fits. It absolutely fits to this day. Uh, David Eckstein, he'll get you ready for some Cardinal playoff baseball, just hearing his stories from over the years. We are coming to you from the Pasta House Studios. If you haven't been to the Pasta House lately, time to get back in and enjoy the fresh food prepared daily they don't talk about it a lot at restaurants but you know a lot of times they have things in the freezer from the day before some of the ingredients have not exactly fresh well at the pasta house it starts fresh every single day and you can taste the difference anything on the menu is great bring the family bring the gang watch the cardinal game from the pasta house it's a very laid-back family atmosphere the pasta house stop by for some meatballs and some baseball the Kilcoin Conversation coming to you from the Pasta House Studio. And we're presented, as always, by our great sponsors, B&G Tuck Pointing, Foundation Repair, Waterproofing, all of it in one spot, bgtuckpointing.com, or get a free estimate at 363-0525, 314-363-0525 for b and Make those bricks look new again. B&G, they are the best in the bricks. Appliance Discounters, find them on the web at theappliancediscounters.com. Microwave, stove, washer, dryer, any of the above. Biggest names, best appliances at the lowest prices. General Electric, a lot of times there's a great GE rebate available. But lowest prices on the bit, on the best appliances, that's a pretty good formula at Appliance Discounters. And they'll do the shopping around town for you. So whatever the big box stores are charging... They'll find out, put it on the price tag so you can compare it right there 
inside Appliance Discounters. Find them on the web at theappliancediscounters.com. Triad Bank, a longtime sponsor of the Kilcoin Conversation. They go back to our Tony Talk days, where we did weekly segments with Tony LaRusso. It's a St. Louis-based bank, started in 2005, so if it's a home loan, car loan, business loan, do business with the folks who are based here in St. Louis. Neighborhood-friendly bank, they really are, at Triad Bank. On Clayton Road in Frontenac and Woody's favorite, the new location on Olive, just west of 270. TriadBanking.com. And Marie DeVilla Senior Living, corner of Clayton and Wideman Road. Beautiful campus for your retirement living, villa estates, assisted living, all levels of care. Take a virtual tour at MarieDevilla.com. Time to ride by there and see if the uh, fountains have turned red yet. In fact, I'm gonna as I as I'm recording this, I'm gonna text Fred, Fred Wiesahan, and make sure he's done his playoff duty, and that is to make the fountains red at Marie de Villa. Always festive out there at the corner of Clayton and Wideman Road. And now here it is, our visit with the World Series MVP from 2006, David Eckstein. All right, David, when I talk to you, I want to bring up so many different things. Two-time World Series champion, two-time All-Star. Also, throughout the first pitch at Game 6 of the 2011 World Series, but I found something out, and you never know with Wikipedia what's true and what's not. You were voted most helpful in high school. Do you remember that vote, and what does that mean? Yeah, no, definitely. Like, Well, the one thing I always try to do, especially in high school, was always just be kind to everybody. And so I didn't care who they were or what they were or anything like that. I was trying to be friends with everybody at the high school and try to say hello and stuff like that. And if anyone ever needed help, um, yeah, I definitely – um, I was always taught to put others first, you know, and, and like growing up in a family of five, um, I taught, I was taught at a young age that, that you put other people's fir- first, that you put your brothers and sisters first, you think of other people first before you put yourself. And that type of attitude is uh, kind of what I carry on in, in life. And to be honest, that's when I get more, most joy, especially later on in life is the fact of how can I help somebody? And that's when I go home smiling. And I can go out of order. We can go in a lot of directions here. But since yeah. I brought that up, yeah. the, the ceremonial first pitch, yeah. you, play, you play. I mean, you were there when Albert hit the Lidge homer. I yes. Mean, you, Yachty hit the homer at Shea. But how about being at game six? You're retired at that point, the David Freeze yeah. game, which in St. Yeah. Louis, we just call it the Freeze game. Yeah. What were your reactions, emotions that night as a witness to it all? So I've, I've had the opportunity to say this story a couple times. Um, so that was truly, I did have the opportunity to throw just a, a first pitch, um, late in the season for the angels, you know, but I stayed away cause that was the year I walked away. I didn't tell anybody I was walking away. And so I was still getting offers. I got offers all the way through the season. I even got an offer after the season happened, like even before I came in through that first pitch out. So I just kind of stayed away. And because, you know, the business side of the game kind of gets to you, it kind of takes away the, the little kid in you that you love about the game. And so I had the opportunity throughout the first pitch, you know, and, and be in front of the amazing St. Louis Cardinal fans. And I tell the story that David Freeze brought the little kid back in me because I got to stand up in the booth. Um, I got to stand up in a suite and I was watching the game. And when he hit that ball and you didn't know whether Nelson Cruz was going to catch it or not, and it's just out of his reach, they tie the game. Like the, the little kid and why I love the game 
watching the Cardinals fans go crazy. It brought the little kid back in me. And, and I tell David, it brought the love of the game back in me. And from that point on, I didn't want to look at, I will never look at the game as a business. So no matter what happens on that side of things, I will always love the game of baseball because that game brought me back to my, why I love the game so much. And you were only in St. Louis three years, but when you won a World Series, it changes everything. Yeah. But it, it does seem the bond that you have. I and mean, people really love, I think, your, your approach, your story. I mean, you're a 19th round pick. You're not 6'5", 250. I mean, I think St. Louis fans are like, this guy has busted his ass his whole life to get to this point. Tell me a little bit about that connection that you felt. Yeah, I mean, it, it, the connection was real, you know, from from day one. You know, Tony called me up when I signed. He's like, just be yourself. Like, we don't want you to be anything else other than who you are. You know, you're going to have Scott Rowland playing next to you, you know, um, and he'll take care of a lot of those balls. And, and, you know, to my right, his left. You know what I mean? Just be yourself. That's all we need. We have a great club. And then one of the first phone calls that I received, I was at my uncle's house for a Christmas party. And um, it was Ozzie Smith on the phone, welcome me, welcome me into St. Louis. So just feeling that going into spring training, meeting Stan Musial, Bob Gibson, Lou Brock, you know, Red Shaney's like seeing all these legend greats, you heard about it. But I'll tell you the truth, what really took off was that was the year in 05 that my dad was going through all the struggles with that he was going to need a, a kidney transplant. And so, and I like to say that the city of St. Louis not only wrapped their arms around me, but they wrapped it around my whole family. And they really, they really embraced, um, you know, who I was and what I was like trying to do. Um, and we had so many requests, like people actually calling to actually donate to my dad, you know, but that, that right there did it. But the one thing about St. Louis is they are kind of a blue collar town. And that was my style of game. I, I don't care what the situation is. I don't care the score or anything like that. I was going to give it everything I had. I was going to run first base. Every time I stepped on the field, I was going to run to my position and that type of attitude. And I think, I think it was a, a really good match between the fans and myself there. It's so funny. You mentioned Tony, you got to look up in 2022 and say, wait a minute. Albert's still playing. Scotty's still <laughs> holy and holy crap, Tony's still in a dugout. I mean, how much is twenty-two for a guy like you been kind of a just a, a mind screw where you look up and say, Oh my god, all these guys are still doing it. Well the well the the, the craziness about it, you know, like I've I've loved watching with with Yachty and Wayno and especially what Albert has done going over seven hundred now and just seeing the smile on Albert's face. It's been a little painful because I was following all the White Sox games this year and they never got to where many people thought they should. And so and I know how Tony takes every win and loss like it's life and death. So I felt a little bad. But, yeah, you know, to see them all out there doing it like, you know, it it brings me joy. It brings me such joy to watch that and stuff. And so and, you know, this might have been our last year to see all three, all four of them. You know, so we just don't know. But, yeah, it was a special year, and hopefully um, Cardinals have, you know, one last run in them. It's so funny because Tony never changes. When he first left the Sox, I sent him a text, and I just said, hope you're okay or doing well or whatever. Yeah. And he writes back, fi uh, he said, fixed, and then it said mending. And I'm like, it's just him. Like, he's yeah, fixed yeah. and mending. Um, 
But I feel yeah. like he did he ever ride you? I feel like you were one of the guys that he knew you you knew your thing and like he wasn't gonna get on you. No, yeah, and yeah, no, he let me be me. He let me be me. You know, it's it's one of those things that um Tony like you earn his respect and you earn his respect by showing up, being ready to play every single day. So no, there was never any type of a, a writing or anything like that. And, and I promise you from day one, he just said, you know, be yourself. Um, maybe he might not have trust me a little bit towards the end of the 06. Cause I kept saying I could play and I kind of re-injured myself. <laughs> and so he held me out of the final game of the season, you know, but um because I just wanted to be on the field, but yeah, no, Tony and I had a great relationship and, and, the, and more importantly, what, what people don't really see is like off the field stuff. So, so many times I'd be out with my wife, you know, and I would end up at the same restaurant that Tony was at, you know, and he's over there eating his salad, reading his book and he would come over, say hello and the bill would be paid for. I mean, that's Tony LaRusso. You know, I, I, I remember one time, um, my wife was flying back to flying to San Francisco and um, he actually were there on the same flight because it was an off day. He was flying back home and basically he carried Ashley's bags, like put them over her head, got it off the plane, rolled it out for her. That's who Tony is. Like he really took care of us and made sure that we took care of our families. And tell me about 2006, because I feel mm -hmm. like every season in St. Louis when the team is struggling or just getting to the finish line, we all say, well, look at 86 or 2006, they only won 83 yeah. games. And like, yeah, but, but that was not an 83 win team. I mean, that was Edmonds rolling yourself, Albert, Yachty. I mean, it was just a team that had been banged up. And it's kind of crazy because 05, you know, you went, I, maybe that was 100 wins. I forget the mm -hmm. math. In, in 06, was it sort of like justice? Because, and I know you weren't here in 04, but the team had been right. so good for so long. Did you sort of feel like it was just coming? It was a matter of time? Yeah, no, totally. I mean, I hear, you know, because I've gotten a lot of the St. Louis things, and they say, like, the 04 team was the best team. I can tell you flat out the 05 team was the most talented club I played on in my career. And But then going into 06, you know I mean? Especially 05, especially after Albert hits the home run, I think we're going, you know, we're going to beat Oswald. We're going to win six and seven at home and go to the World Series. And when that didn't happen, yeah, that was hard. Like my wife would tell you, about, you know, I mean, I mean, I spent a lot of time at the house for the next month, just, you know, cause you expected to, to win. Um, then going into six, like the first two months of the season, when we were healthy, we were the best team in the game. And then all of a sudden the injury bug started biting and, and it continued all the way till the end. You know, I, and I still remember like we were, we were heading down the path of being, <laughs> The club that had the biggest lead late in the season to being to losing it. You know, we were going to make history in that sense. And but the fact that when we got in to the playoffs and then I go back to that final game where Tony sat myself, sat Jim Edmonds and did not start Carp. Because if it were if we were going to end up being in a one game playoff the next the next day, he said he wanted his best being out there and he's willing to take the chance. And that kind of rest right there which led us to go into San Diego with Carp on the mound. You know, I was back in the lineup, Edmonds was back in the lineup. And the way the playoffs is set up with the days off, it allowed us to get the rest we actually needed and and then perform the way we performed. I've always told people my favorite game, and there have been Rams Super Bowls, Cardinals World Series, but the game at Shea, NLCS mm -hmm. Game 7, and I said there's a number yeah. of reasons because, you know, Roland and LaRusso are feuding. 
But yeah. Scott's going to be the hero with the home run, except Andy Chavez catches it. But he's only out there because Cliff Floyd rolls an ankle. Floyd doesn't catch that ball. So there's all these different storylines. And Wayno, and I remember being on the field, and I said, what were you thinking, your young guys? And my thought was, whatever I do, don't get to Beltron. And, of course, he got to Beltron. <laughs> yes. And then Molina wasn't a great hitter at that point. <laughs> the big home run. I've always said that's the greatest game it's, I've ever been to. Yeah. How emotional was that ride? Plus, it's New York and the build. You can feel it, you, like it was moving. No, you said it. You said it like you nailed it on the head. That was one of the most emotional games, you know, back and forth. And um, if you remember, in the following inning, um, after Andy Chavez makes that catch, he's up with the bases loaded with two outs. And you're like, oh, my gosh, this is what history says. You know, you make the great catch and you come up and do it. And Supon was able to get him out and, you know, and, and in that, and I was like, okay, we're good. But then, like you said, Yachty coming up in the ninth, hitting that ball, um, Wayno coming in and just being devastating. You hear some, now you hear about the conversation that yeah, uh, Yachty and Wayno had on the mound and stuff. Um, and then, and then, you know, you know, seeing Beltran buckle on that final pitch. Yeah. You know, one of, one of the greatest games that I was a part of, um, wasn't but to get us to the world series what it meant was was you I mean ever so special and how about for you you're a 19th yeah. round pick and you win two world series in two different cities i mean the angels that's it i mean and in st louis they hadn't won in 24 yeah. years which is a massive drought when you look back on being able to, i mean think of dan marina we always talk about poor dan marina we always say the guy who didn't get a ring and i know you're a florida guy Oh. To, to to finish with two rings, two, how when you look back, how cool is that? Well, first of all, was Dan Marino was my favorite football player. So <laughs> I'm from Florida, Miami Dolphins was our station, and watching him, oh yeah. But um, it's the ultimate. Is like you know what I mean? Like as if anyone knew me, my goal my goal was to win a high school um, state title, to win a national title, to get a gold medal, and win a World Series. That's that was what I wanted to do. I had the opportunity um, uh, to win the high school state championship. Um, I blame my sister why we did not win the College World Series. She scheduled her wedding on the College World Series day. And so we we actually ended up coming third. We lost to LSU, which we had beaten four times in the regular season. I mean, three times in the regular season in the SEC tournament beat them. And they beat us twice in Omaha. So I just blame her because we were supposed to be home for her wedding. And so, um, but then, then did not have the opportunity to make it in 96 on the Olympic team or in 2000, but then going to play, like it, it was always a goal to win the world series. And um, looking back, I mean, both times were so special, you know, and, and, you know, I think, I think everyone asked to compare the two. And I would say, I say the comparisons is it's really cool to be the first. And that was Anaheim. Anaheim was the first. So we were always remember as the first and they still haven't won another one since. And so that's, that's very special to see your fan base grow and, and to be that. But then you come to St. Louis, it's expected. And, and then when you win in St. Louis, now you are part of that rich traditional history that they remember you forever and so it, it was it was it was two magical moments and yeah looking back now like i i say this all the time and my 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 wife is used to it now 
two of the greatest moments of my life. There's nothing, there's nothing on this earth that I've experienced that even revels in, in either of those two things, because it's something that you've worked so hard for your whole life. And to be at the end of the day, to be able to say that you've done it and you're a world champion, it, it just, it's, it's what it's all about. And then you're a world series MVP. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you give the Camaro to somebody? I'm, I'm trying yeah. to. You give it to your brother, yeah. or what did you do? Yeah, so it was a Corvette, um, and so my brother was probably one of the main reasons why I got to the big leagues. I mean, he was with me a lot, um, especially during my tough times, like in my AAA year, and then going through the majors. Um, and growing up, he loved cars, so he had a you know a fastback '65 Mustang. Um, in which he had to sell because we had no money and he had to go to college. You know what I mean? So it, it was something that he always liked. So I can't drive stick. I'm getting this, this brand new Z06 Corvette that you can take on Daytona and drive it. And, and I, there was no, I mean, first of all, I still have never driven it. I've sitting in the passenger seat, but it was only, it was easy for me to say, no, I wanted to thank my brother for everything he did. And yeah, so he asked the car. So Cardinal fans hear your voice, uh, commercials, a lot of stuff this summer, uh, fans for life, great movement to get people involved with organ transplant. You were in Springfield, Missouri, I believe the Cardinals double day affiliate had an event at Bush. Yeah. Tell, tell people, and I think many people have heard the story, but for those who have not about how kidney transplants and has affected your life greatly. Yeah. So, um, I was in, um, eighth grade and basically found out my sister, Susan, um, she got sick and didn't know what it was, thought maybe mono. And we, they did test on her and, and found out she was in complete renal failure, which in turn made the rest of the family get tested. So we all got tested and there was five of us. So my oldest brother, Ken, my other sister, Christine, both had the, had the disease where they were going to be losing their kidneys and they were going to be losing their kidneys within a year and a half. My brother, Rick, and myself, we were okay. And so, you know, and, you know, we are we are a family of faith. And my, my mom would always say, I mean, God doesn't give us anything that we can't handle, you know. And so my mom was the first one to step up. So my mom stepped up for Susan when she when they finally got her back stable enough to be able to receive a transplant. My mom donated to to, to Susan. And then um, my brother Christine and my Oldest brother Ken went on dialysis for about um, almost two years, and within the same week in 1991, they both got the call. They got the call that there were kidneys waiting for them, and so um, living with that was something that you know kind of reflected in the way I played, in the sense that I would never, you know, not play hard because they never really had the chance to play hard, and then. My dad, who knew at a young age, they told him his kidneys wouldn't last past 18. And and he actually did not lose his kidneys until 2005. And so very fortunate enough, we had another family friend. Um, so now it's my 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 brother, Ken's wife, Lori, who donated to my dad. And then in 2010, um, what people don't know, I always thought I was a match for my brother, Ken. And so, and his kidney was declining because he actually received uh, an older gentleman who had, who had donated. He was in his late fifties. So now that kidney was almost 
20 years old or so it was probably about a uh almost over a 75 year old kidney and that kidney was failing i actually thought that i was going to donate to 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 my brother and that after the 2010 season so during the season both me and Rick got tested our blood type because that's what that's what determines on whether you can donate to somebody or not. And actually it wasn't me. It was Rick. Rick was the match for Kent. So during that off season, Rick was a major league um, hitting coach for the nationals in the off season. He donated his kidney and was right back following year, like working. He actually, you know, was in the hospital one day. He's like, I'm low, I'm going home. Like, so it's been something part of our family problem is we passed the gene on and so so even though even though um like like my my both my sisters have passed it on to their kids so right now um there's there's four more that will that have disease so one so little kenny i'm gonna get y'all mixed up with all the names but little kenny um at 17 had you know, fortunate enough for us, someone had signed the organ donor card and, and, um, unfortunately had passed away, but we were able to get him a kidney, um, um, right before he turned 18, but we still have, um, three more, um, family members, nieces and nephews that will need transplants. My sister, Susan, who I am the match for, um, is in stage four of rejection, uh, of my mom's kidney, but that, that, that kidney has lasted you know, since 89. So um, if that goes past to stage five, I will be the person that, that donates to her. So it's something that that's within our family. We know about it. And fortunately with, with modern medicine and everything, um, you know, we deal with it. But I, I see you as the guy who knows that, that he has the platform, St. Mm-hmm. Louis, Anaheim, wherever. I mean, everybody knows pro wrestling fans might know David. <laughs> I mean, Disney fans know David. Exactly. How, how, how much have you, you've realized it obviously, and that's a great platform to use to just, a lot of times it's just messaging and like letting people know how it works. And like they don't really understand it. Either. Yeah. And, and, and that's just it. And then there, and there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of things out there about, about organ donation, you know, and, and like, I like to say, like, you know, I know it's a tough decision to make. I know it's very difficult, but the thing about it is you can truly change someone's life. You can, you can put a family back together and we've been very fortunate to be on the receiving end so many times and it has put our family back together. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's something that's, that's, you know, very, very near and dear to us. And, and I guess got to talk about like in, in 07, um, I teamed up with mid America transplants. That's where the, the relationship started. Um, with them in St. Louis, and we had the drive for 300. So me hit 300 and let us get 300,000 people to sign their organ donor cards. And that year, we were number three in the nation of, of signups. So we surpassed that and everything like that. And it is, it's about information and it's about knowing. Um, like, And that's the biggest thing that we're trying to continue the message now um, going forward. And, you know, and MidAmerica Transplant has did has done, you know, a fantastic job. And yeah, so and now we call it Fans for Life. Two-time World Series MVP, two-time All-Star, voted most helpful, and I would agree with that. You've lived <laughs> up to your – you've lived up to that. Uh, what about co- – would you ever coach? Or I mean, you'd be a great coach yeah. manager. I know you've been in and out of the game a little bit. But yeah. Your brother Rick was a great hitting coach. How about Thank down the road for you? Yeah, I mean, like and, – and I always talk about it, you know. Um, 
it's one of those things that has to be the right, right place, right situation. Um, the last experience I had, to me to be perfectly honest, if that's the game, I don't want to be a part of it. You know what I mean? It has to be the right place, the right situation. I have a very loving wife who is actually more famous than me um, in the world that we travel in. And, and, and I enjoy that. I enjoy, I, I tell everybody I carry her bags and I carry her bags proudly. And, and she spent so many years and actually gave up her acting career for me. And, and so if it's not a special situation, it's hard for me to give up um, the time I spend with her um, um, to be a part of it. But as you probably can hear in my voice, baseball is my love. Baseball is my passion. Working with players is what I love to do. So I never say no, but I, I do have a game on almost every single night. So. Hey, hey, just like like Tony, next year he'll probably yeah. be an advisor to the owner. Oh. It's in your blood. It happens. Well. <laughs> It's fun to think about not only just your St. Louis career, your baseball career, because yeah. when October rolls around, and we could do a whole we could do a whole show on the O2 World Series, which was epic, and JT yeah. Snow saving Dusty's kid from getting plowed yeah. at the plate. I mean, oh, yeah. that was yeah. in a Barry Bonds. I mean, that was an yeah. that alone was an epic. If you had only been involved in that, it would have been you could tell stories for years. Yeah. Oh yeah. That mean fantastic. I mean. We were just reliving it up here with the Angels and Instructional League. Right now, we just we just that's what we we brought to the players. We showed them the basically the last two games, and just talked about you know the club and how we how we came together and you know the kinship and yeah no what a World Series that was um, and yeah, you can't even you can't even put in the end like all that stuff into world into words but yeah to like epic time. I think we could do an entire podcast with Eckstein just with stories about Tony LaRusso or just about the 2006 postseason. I mean, you could break down a number of different things. What a heartfelt, thoughtful person he is. I mean, he was apologizing because he couldn't do the interview on Tuesday or Monday and he had to move the time on Wednesday and I'm like, dude, don't apologize. He's just overly thoughtful, polite. And uh, even when we were talking about putting out the, the podcast, I said, you know, we could tag you. And he said, oh, man, he said, I barely use my Twitter. He said, you know what? He said, put my wife on there. He said, she's more popular than me anyway. Ashley, who's been involved with Disney for years and uh, just a sincere, absolutely genuine person. I think that comes across anytime you hear a visit with David Eckstein. Hope you enjoyed that. Getting ready for playoff baseball. It is that time of year here in October. Uh, We've got a number of different baseball related guests lined up and everybody's got a different story to tell but we share them with you at scoopswithdannymack.com. The website run by the Cardinals broadcaster Dan McLaughlin. What a great run Dan had. Getting to call all these special moments this season. I know he's probably enjoying a little time off but also i think he's going to be in the radio booth on some of the playoff games but probably a little bummed when it all comes to an end after being on the call for so many big moments during the 2022 season the kill coin conversation also at spotify and itunes kind of fun when people stumble into it our john Hewlett, the u-man was a guest this week and he didn't know about the podcast which is fine there's millions of them out there i realize that 
But he texted me and said, hey, I went back and listened to your Lutz interview. Lutz Fahnenstiel, the uh, scouting director, sporting director for St. Louis City SC. And you man said after listening, he signed up to get some tickets for soccer. So you never know who's listening. Spread the word. We come to you in the Pasta House studios and just talking about it gets me thinking about a little plate of lasagna, maybe a little pasta con broccoli. Everything's great on the menu. And I know years ago doing remotes there, radio remotes, they would bring out, Kim Tucci would make sure we had a dish of every, just about everything on the menu. And everything's great. And it's because it's prepared fresh daily. They're all around the St. Louis area. If you haven't been in a while, get back to the Pasta House. Enjoy the family atmosphere and the great fresh food. Our longtime sponsors are B&G Tuck Pointing, the best in the bricks, waterproofing, foundation repair. Get a free estimate at 363-0525. Rich Galati answers the phone himself. 363-0525 for B&G Tuck Pointing. Triad Bank, based in St. Louis, neighborhood-friendly bank. If you go in and get a you know, rude welcome from your bank, or nobody's in the lobby at all, that's a bad sign. Find out what it's like to do business with Triad Bank on the web at triadbanking.com. Marie de Villa, Senior Living. I always say to take that virtual tour online, but I should probably spell it out. Marie de Villa, M-A-R-I-D-E-V-I-L-L-A. M-A-R-I-D-E. Jack Buck was always great at spelling everything out. MarieDevilla.com. Virtual tour for... The great facility at the corner of Clayton and Wideman Road. And theappliancediscounters.com is the best place to go. Start the search. Just type it right in, whether you're looking for a washer, dryer, stove, or if you know exactly what brand you're interested in, you're going to get it at the lowest price. That's what they do at Appliance Discounters. Theappliancediscounters.com is the website and the slogan. Their savings are your savings. It absolutely rings true. Appreciate all of our great sponsors and appreciate you patronizing them. That's it for the Kilcoin Conversation. We'll talk to you again soon.